The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be the Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 a plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go. Congratulations on finding Star Style. Be the star you are. Our vibrant hosts, passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter, healthy living specialist Heather Brittany, share the best roads, fastest detours, and successful strategies for a life worth living. Reach your potential with their personal achievement coaching, miracle moments, inspiring guests, titillating interviews, and business bites. Be introduced to new books and innovative ideas that encourage you to live a positive, sustainable lifestyle while achieving your dreams. Ignite your power, make a difference in the world, and shoot for the stars. It's the power hour of living, loving, laughing, and learning. On Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never say never. Live your dream. Well, we are shooting for the stars as always. Hello, Power Partners. We welcome you to our informational playground. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We are brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are 501c3 Charity. We're your hosts. I'm Cynthia Bryant. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. You are listening to the Empowerment Channel. We want to catapult you from wishing in upon a star to actually be the stars you were born to be. This miracle moment is from Frederick Langbridge. Two men look out the same prison bars. One sees mud and the other sees stars. I love this one because it's all about attitude. It's all about our outlook on life. So you can either see mud or you can see stars, right? You can be happy or you can be sad. You choose uh, you. You choose what you want to choose in life. It's not always easy, but we do have a choice. So we're here to help you see the stars. Well, Heather and I have a great show for you today. We're going to start off with how you can be happy and get into your happy zone and smile a lot while you're sweating because smile and working out actually have to go together. We're going to talk a little bit about Barbie. She's turning uh, 57 at the end of the month. (laughs) I'm talking about Barbie dolls. And I think that the 
history of Barbie and what's happening to her uh, this year is, is rather interesting. We also are going to talk about class. Do you have class? Do you even know what it is to be classy? So some tips and ideas on how you can step up your game just a little bit and don't be mediocre. You can just rise and shine. And, of course, this is February. Love is in the air. Welcome to February. We're going to actually talk about some love in the garden, get you a little bit of uh, digging deeper in the soil, which is good for your your heart and your body. New research is saying that those uh, those those microbes in the soil actually are good for your skin. So we'll talk about that too. But right now, Heather, let's talk about um, the new scientific findings that show that once you get into your exercise happy zone, how you unlock the benefits, you know, um, that's more benefits than just sweating. Tell us a little bit about that, how it's more important to have a happy workout. Yeah, well, you know, your little quote of the day today really was a great lead-in for this because it is that whole thing of how I kind of fake it till you make it or what, you know, the glass being half full or half empty. Do you look out and see, you know, the, the sun, that there's clouds covering the sun or and do you see a cloudy day or that you see the sun is behind the clouds? Um, so it's that kind of whole thing. Do you, the people you need to, to get your workout in, it's a, a scientific fact that when you work out, you release endorphins. Endorphins are those happy chemicals in your brain that make you feel good. If you've ever heard of a thing called a runner's high, that people have this just amazing adrenaline going through their body. They feel really good afterwards. And they start doing kind of testing about this. What is a key, com- what is a component? Now, there's many things, of course, that goes into success of your exercise or if you're doing it for competition. But they actually found that people that, um, especially in runners and, or sprinters, when they were going in with a happy mindset, when they were thinking of positive things, they did better than those that were told, you know, think of a negative thing or a neutral thought. So, I mean, there's very many, you know, ways you know, of countering act with this. But overall, just getting into your workout of how to make it something that you're going to enjoy it and get more benefits out of it. When, um, when people say when it's such a, a, mental, a mental thing beyond physical, it really is. So being someone who teaches uh, physical fitness, that's something I always try to tell. At the beginning of my class, I always like to start with a um, sort of a word of the day. Yesterday's word was ambition or ambitious and saying making everything you do today have and be ambitious about that and what ambition is oh I like it that you have a word of the day that's important yeah that's good that gives somebody well it's like you know it's like when I teach classes I have three rules smile have fun and be wild and crazy and those are the only rules I I think it's a great idea to have something that people strive for every day and you know keeping that smile up and ambition good idea yeah, so having you know, those words, so, so that way, um, you know, throughout class, you're focusing on it. And that's something, too, uh, that they found in studies is having focus. A lot of times, there's times, you know, where I just, I need to, I want to work out. And see, just right there, as I said, I need to work out. But I want to work out. And um, I, I just kind of want to zone out. And I'll, my, if I'm on an exercise machine, I have the TV on. They've actually showed that when you're more focused, when, when it's something of taking a class, when they're talking about the muscles, when you're finding that thing, when you're having that ambition, finding a focus word, finding a focus moment, um, that you are more focused, that you are, become more intense, you make the workout better for yourself, that you're really giving it your all. There's 
times, you know, when you can go through the motions and there's times when you're so devoted to it and you feel that afterwards. And that's why there's more of that sense of accomplishment. So you really achieve something. Also, that's too, if you're someone who you know, goes to the gym and, um, you know, is working out on the machines, the treadmills, and their TV's on, you're watching it. They've shown that actually what you're watching affects you. If you have, you know, the real housewives or, or you know, kind of trashy TV shows, negative things that people don't do as well because they're, they'll feel it in your heart rate. You'll feel how your mood. That's fascinating. Overall, that's your mind because your mind, you mentally, when we see images on TV that have negative thoughts, it triggers things in our own life. We start to think about our own relationships or, or worries. You know, something in the news, there's so many times, you know, the news is on and you just think, my gosh, is there no good people or things? Why is the news always so negative? Um, yeah, that's why I can't really, watch the news. Yeah, verse, when you see something really happy and positive, it changes that whole that whole model and for you, too, that you you start feeling happy and positive. So think about that, too. If you're someone who gets their workout in via going to the gym and kind of just has stuff on as your background of what you're, you have on. Same thing for music. Um, you know, they show that different music kind of gets your heart rate going, but it's something that's going to make you feel good and inspire you, not, you know, trigger a sad moments for you into your life or any negative things, too. Um, also, you, you know, that makes me off. think of something when you're saying that about what you're watching and how it affects you. I mean, it, it makes so much sense because think about if you watch a movie at nighttime and if it's a happy movie, you tend to have happy dreams. If it was an upsetting movie, you, you dream about it all night long and somehow you're in the movie, you know, and you wake up exhausted. So, I mean, it's, I think that's very oh, important, totally. especially or, when you're or, you trying know, to make changes for your body and do something that's worthwhile, that you actually put, put yourself into a positive frame of mind. Yeah, and you know, another thing too is rewording how you think about exercise. For me, I I view it as something. It's part of it. It is a it is a physical thing, but it's a mental thing. I feel so much cleared minded. Um, though you know when I'm teaching, I'm inside a studio with big windows. I love the I ride my bike to the studio um, as well as that. I get that outside. I love you know being in nature. I, for me, it's a desire. It's something I want to do. I need to do it in that way of that it fulfills me. Not it's not something that I feel like I have to do. And for a lot of people, the way they have such a negative thing towards working out and that they don't enjoy it is when they're there when they're working out. It's that. I have to get in this hour. I, I, I don't want to be here. Oh, just, just I have to get this over with. They're not enjoying You know, I have a so question about that, Heather. So when you're in that frame of mind, I just want to get it over with. It's a, I have to do it, you know. I'm wondering, do you actually get the body that you're looking for, or is it a lot harder? No, because not, you're not in not a frame of mind not, that I love my body, I'm taking care of it, and, you know, I'm doing the best I can to be healthy and happy. Is, do you know if that, if that triggers oh, something course. different? No, I mean, studies have shown, yeah, when you're not, and, and that's another thing, too, that's something with students, when they come, and then people that I'm really about being really present in this, you're here, everyone is here more, you know, for a goal, that you want to be fit, you want to be healthy, you want to be happy. Um, you, think, you know, it's, it's, it's a full-round thing of how exercise, when we look better, we feel 
feel better. When we work out, it's it's good for our body, but it's also physically good. For, it's emotionally, it's a full rounded thing, and we need it. It's that, that you know humans are not you know having to travel miles and miles you know to forge for food. Now we just open a fridge. That's why we have to have suggested workouts now because our life we are no longer hunter and gatherer pillagers. We are more sitting in cars, driving, sitting at the desk. We live a more sedentary life. We, we aren't doing things all the time. So that's why we have to have scheduled playtime, activities, sports, so that we get in that physical thing. So we still have these developing bodies. Um, and when people have this, this negative thing of it, when they're just moving their, their arms and not focusing, okay, my muscle, and thinking about this, what is your goal for the moment? What is happening in this present time? You're not making that mind-body connection. You're, they've said you're not bur- going to burn as much calories. You're not going to get your heart rate up. You're just, again, that's why... So many people, they, they go to the gym or they have this sort of this routine of, every, you know, every day I run the treadmill 20 minutes, I do, and they may stay in one thing, but they're not seeing any changes, really, that they they're may stay in one shape. And that's so they're just kind of going through the motions. They're using um, momentum and not muscle, they're lifting it up with so much force instead of taking those, those little moments. And that's a good way, too, of thinking of your workout is breaking it down into mini goals. Um, for example, when I teach it set into, first there's arm work and thigh work and seat work, um, instead of just one big giant workout together, and it's finding that individual goal in this, of just getting through these three minutes. And I always say fight for your finish line. Sort of, a lot of times people think, okay, the, the thing is that uh, this year I'm going to lose, you know, I'm going to lose all this weight and I'm, I'm going to get in shape. Have this goal of, okay, first I'm going to, tone my arms, or I'm going to get the strength that I can make it through uh, 10 push-ups all of my... Start with those little things. When you have these little goals, it feels really good. Those little goals will help you achieve your big goal, because oftentimes we, we think just too much of the big thing and not the, the little steps that it takes to get there. So be aware of that, and be aware of our setups, and, and find that, that positive goal of, and what you want your body to look like, and which kind of transitions in about with the whole Barbie coming up, that there's been this new phenomenon. We always talk about how the, the unhealthy, how Barbie, Barbie really, you know, started off that she's an object, not a role model. And that's what's kind of come throughout the age right. that it's kind of become this image of this is what a woman is. This, and, and we've seen, I think, really in the last 10 to 15 years, there's been this culture change, and as we know, I mean, there's still, uh, uh, we call them unrealistic ideals of women's bodies out there, but we have to realize, too, that that is actually someone's body, that that, that is a real body, um, but it isn't a one-size-fits-all, that, of course, advertising, and, and we're fed advertising, we're fed things all day long. Uh, the other day, I felt so aware of it, of um, coming home, of having some show, and I wasn't able to use a fast-forward thing. And during of how many commercials of nonstop were fed on the radio, of, uh, of TV, of eat this, drink this, buy this, wear this, this will make you smell pretty, this is the place to go. And that's why we're subconsciously, we make these decisions, we have these thoughts in our minds. So there's been this recent thing of, uh, in, in, in a positive way, of bodies that are more healthier looking, more real, fit, that curvaceous in this way that we say that that's still someone that, that looks absolutely gorgeous and beautiful, but still looks healthy, that looks womanly in a way that I mean that, that um, you know, doesn't look emaciated, just 
more more natural. As you look at Barbie, the, you know, we've talked about the actual measurements. If she was to be a real woman, wouldn't even be able to stand up. They say that because, if she was a real woman, she would be five foot nine. She would only weigh one hundred and ten pounds, which means that she would be anorexic. <laughs> And um, her legs would be most of her body. But, you know, I'm glad you're talking about curvy because did you know they're coming out with a curvy body, a curvy Barbie? Uh, Yeah. This is... and you that's know, and kind that's of interesting. Be, in the new response to it, so in the new year for this kind of celebration is because Barbie used to be the, you know, it's still, I think in a way, it's that iconic thing. You hear the word Barbie and you know it. But as many things that had their, uh, we're starting to see in our culture this change. For example, when you hear the name Playboy, we think one, these gorgeous women, of, again, almost the Barbie bodies. But, you know, we think, we think the Playboy bunny, it's, it's an iconic thing in our minds, but in this past year, they've actually, they're no longer putting completely nude women in it. It's having this culture change because magazines don't, aren't really as big anymore, and, and people, if they're looking at it for, for naked women porn-wise, that they can get that free on the Internet. There's been a, a culture, a decline and change in the, our society, and same thing when it comes with Barbies, that Barbie has had year after year decline in sales, and the dolls that have, in recent years have come out that are offered in more colors, in more skin tones, um, in different sizes, have, are tending to be the more popular uh, dolls now being sold, because this current culture, we've kind of, I feel, of all these different social and ideal and changes and rights and amazing things that our country has gone through, God bless America, uh, people want to see more of themselves. Uh, just the big well, with, and here's what's with happening with Barbie. Now that you speak about the skin tones and all of this, Barbie is introducing 23 new yeah. dolls with four, eight four, different skin yeah, tones, four body types, 14 facial colors. structures, 22 hairstyles, 23 hair colors, and 18 eye colors. Now, the only one well, that I thought what, was what weird actually, was what I had actually, 18 yeah, what I actually, eye colors. <laughs> What I had found out was that there was four body types, 22 eye colors, 24 hairstyles, meaning there's going to be a various of 33 new styles, as we'll call them, kind of dolls. And I've seen the images. Yes, they're coming out. The curvy, I mean, for the curvy doll, which I think is a great idea, we have uh, Melissa McCarthy, Megan Trainer, uh, who sang the song It's All About the Bass, <laughs> and yeah. Kim Kardashian probably to, uh, to thank for that. And because oh. curvy is more in now, but they're also coming out with a tall and a petite and uh, it was interesting when you were saying about, you know, because Barbie is just, you know, she's always been this beautiful figure that was very hard to live up to. And that has been the real problem for her because Mattel has tried to market her as a feminist and as a woman who was having jobs. In fact, they made her a surgeon. You know, Barbie was a surgeon in 1973, mm. except... The only part about being a surgeon is she was still this this you know va va voom, uh, five foot nine, and she always had high heels on. <laughs> yeah, and so nobody took it seriously. So that the biggest problem with Barbie's famous figure, it's always overshadowed all those business outfits that she had because at the core she was just considered a body. She wasn't considered a character, and so. Our society just projected all the anxieties about, you know, about our body images because of Barbie 
Barbie was Barbie, you know, and well, it wasn't think, it wasn't yeah, giving well, an empowering think, message. Yeah, but I mean, now, like Disney and Hasbro are. Well, so her her image is an there, empowerment there thing is has an been order, is gone. In order for Mattel, in order, as I'm saying, that Barbie slow and slowly, you know, the decline, the disappearance, Barbie is not as popular because with this, with our society now, we are no longer. I think as each generation grows even more, that people uh, really fight for this sense of. Um, individualism, and they want to be recognized that we are this, we are a giant melting pot that so, you know, we've, we've achieved so much of, in, 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 as everyone, uh, you know, men and women and various um, racial and, and, and religious, so many of our, our different groups, everyone wants to be recognized is that I am, I am part of this culture as well. It isn't that it is this blonde, blue-eyed, beautiful person. Uh, that uh, people want to see that representation of who they are, and without that, they're seeing the company that stall will not survive because other companies, other things, have caught on that uh, people want to feel, especially children, want to feel that, that hey, there's someone like me. That's why you know you'll see in McDonald's ads sometimes it almost feels a little overkill of how there is every you know there's there's the you know uh, someone that's a right. Senior, they have every a handicapped person. There's know, the Asian like, friend. There's the right. black friend. There's the white friend. There's a there's you know, and you feel that sometimes you feel like I love that, but I, you know, I'm like I don't always see such. You know, it's kind of you know they're trying such to really know that everyone's every time I go right. Well, you know, I yeah, wanted to, I, I don't know if you know this, but because when I was uh, reading this about Barbie, I got a really big kick out of this. What I didn't know is that um, the person who discovered, uh, who made Barbie, uh, Ruth Handler, she traveled to Europe and she saw this German doll named Lily, who was based I, on a call yes. girl character. I Did you know that? that too. So that uh, yeah, was, was really always, interesting. It was actually kind of a, a gag yeah, gift, I think, yeah, for men. And too. so yeah, when I, she first premiered, um, the ha- this woman, Ruth Handler, she was actually the wife of Mattel's co-founder. And everybody at Mattel said, this is not going to work. Nobody's going to want to play with a doll that has breasts. Well, that's wrong. I think everybody wanted to play with a doll that had breasts. And when she debuted in 1959 at the New York Toy Fair, and uh, immediately they sold like 300,000 dolls. (laughs) And, you know, the rest is history. But um, one of the things that really struck me was in 1963, she, Barbie became, she had a little book that came with her and it was called How to Lose Weight and all, and this was what the recommendation was, don't eat. So it was really setting some bad standards really early. Oh, and that's, I I think even more so too is that now, as I said, that Barbie was, it was, is a toy, is an object and not a role model, and that's what it's become. And I think that people realize that as children, that is the most absorbing time in life. That's where a lot of our, our views, our emotions, our ties or our not ties to things come. And I think that it's that thing that people see is that they want to have more so, especially with little girls, there is this rightfully so that we need to empower women. And so that, yes, you know, there's nothing wrong with being blonde and blue-eyed and beautiful, but you are also more right. than your body. That's what we're trying to say that, you know, it's nothing against right. anyone that, that is happens to be beautiful. It's saying that you are so much more than just that. And that 
just and a body. So that, exactly. You, know, you can be a, a science. You can be a beautiful scientist, but you can be a scientist. You can be anything. You can. You are so much more than just this. And I think that's it's a powerful image, and hopefully it'll be successful. And you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But I think that's a, a, a great way for for Barbie to turn fifty seven. Is to. So they said 57? Is that how old she is now? 57? Yeah, she's turning 57. And this is the first time in 57-year history that the doll's going to be available in different body types. I mean, there was a multicultural version of Barbie back in 1980. Um, but uh, I think that there was a black Barbie, an African-American well, no, Barbie. But uh, critics complained that she looked still- Caucasian. <laughs> Well, there's still always, you know, that I she, mean, still to this day, you can, there's always, there are, there's, there's, I think, four, currently, like, four different skin tones. There's, there's the, clearly, the, the white Caucasian Barbie, there's an African American Barbie, there's one that, that's a slightly tanned color, I would say, um, so I guess three, and that's sort of is it, and they offer it in, in brown hair, but as you see, they doesn't, it, it just looks like, you know, the same Barbie but a different, it doesn't feel well represented, uh, well represent, right. well, well representation right. of it. So, uh, you know, hopefully it's, it's, again, that thing, if they're going to survive with it, we'll see what happens. But there's more also, too, that people, kids are tending to be uh, interactive with things, but more on, on online uh, stuff. So making programs, too, instead of it just being the pretty, pretty princess Barbie and her, her uh, you know, magical chips, it's these adventures of Barbie and solving crimes. So um, you know, we'll see with that. But way to go, Barbie. Hope, hope your, your 33 new yous are, are uh, embraced. <laughs> right. I do, too. Well, I, I really do like the idea of the curvy Barbie because I think that is, you know, it's going to help uh, young girls especially realize that no matter where they are or who they are, what they look like, that they can be beautiful and they don't have to be this five nine hundred and ten pounds, which is pretty uh, unrealistic, you know, unless you're in the modeling industry and you never do eat. So that's not a good thing. Well, anyway, I love the idea that uh, if we smile when we work out, we'll have more smiles when we work out. So uh, let's give out the websites. Most definitely. We want you to go to bethestarur.org. That is exactly right. That's our new website. And then also visit our radio site, which is brand new as well, starstyleradio.com. And you can uh, see and listen to both of our shows, our Express Yourself teen radio show, as well as this show. And you can uh, click on the button. It'll take you to Voice America, where you can be on the Empowerment Channel or the Kids Network. So we'll be back in a bit, and we're going to talk about how you can get a little bit more class in life. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we'll be right back. Don't go away. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, 
leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Be the star you are. You are the star. Plug in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan. Find all you need in a life It's still me. I am Cynthia Bryan, and this is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Uh, right off the air just now, Ryan was saying to me, his mom said to him, God made dirt and dirt don't hurt. And I thought that's a great, great line because I wanted to tell you about how to sign up for a mud run. I was just reading, you know, because I do all this garden writing, and there was this article that I found so fascinating, and it was actually in Shape magazine, and it was talking about the importance of mud and dirt, and it says take up hiking or gardening or anything that's going to get you dirty, because when you play with soil, beneficial bacteria that's in the environment repopulate the community of bacteria on your skin. And with, uh, when you have regular contact with natural microorganisms, your own bugs uh, can get more in balance. And when you're like indoors all the time in an office, you get out of balance. And then you get a weaker immune system and a slower metabolism. Because uh, so anyway, a, a couple of our uh, our great people at Voice America are out sick today, and so we're saying, what bug is going around? We better go, you know, roll in the dirt. Or that maybe that could be a new Adele song, you know, instead of uh, rolling in the deep. Maybe we'll roll in the deep mud. I, you know, just opening your windows actually can help, especially if it's nice outside. Or get a few potted plants, and that can help introduce some healthy outdoor microbes into your system. So you don't want to just um, be inside all the time. But in the meantime, when you are, just use that hand sanitizer because uh, we do spread a lot of germs literally with our hands. And think of all the things we touch. You know, if you're touching the light switch, you're opening a doorknob, you're answering the phone, you're typing on a keyboard, and then somebody else comes along, and then you touch your nose, you touch your eyes, bam, there you get sick. Okay, I wanted to talk a little bit about class. You know, what is class? People always say, you know, you hear sometimes somebody will say to you, you know, you're such a classy person, or, or oh, you have no class, whatever it is. But what does it actually mean? So... I really looked into this because I want to have class and I want all of you to have class. 
Class really means having confidence, good manners, style, respect, self-control, and kindness. And it's easy to recognize when someone has class, and it's very easy to recognize when someone does not. And I'm sure when I just say these words, probably people who do not have class come to mind rather quickly, and others that do have class will always also come to mind. So here are some signs that you do have class. First of all, you are calm under pressure. Even if you get angry, you rarely lose your temper. You take a deep breath and you, you, know, you regulate what you say. You don't speak before you've thought it through. You don't jump before you know what the outcome is. Second is you're polite. You hold the door for someone, even when you know they will get in line ahead of you. And, you know, I wanted to say this, uh, that chivalry is not dead. And as a woman, I really love it when a man, any man or any person opens a door or holds a door for me. And I always do the same thing for other people. I, I always say thank you. I'm very appreciative. And I think it's a, a gesture of of kindness and of class and of a great upbringing. I have heard other women express their negativity about this. They think that they're being treated, you know, not equal to a man when a man opens a a door for them. And I have no idea where they're getting off on that because to me that makes no sense. It's just, it's common courtesy. If someone is coming in behind you, you hold the door for them. You open doors for people. You know, you, you just be kind. So, Man or woman, holding a door, it doesn't matter. That's called politeness. Third is you're generous. You tend to over-tip, not under-tip. You pick up the check more often than not. You know, for anybody who's worked in a service uh, industry, whether it be as a waitress or a cosmetologist or, you know, a massage therapist or a doorman or a taxi driver, whatever it is, you know that the majority of your money is going to come from tips. And anybody who's worked in a service industry tends to be better uh, tippers because they know how hard it is to make that work. Now, with that being said, remember that tips are for uh, good service. So we do want to encourage good service and we don't want to encourage just giving things away when it's not deserved. So being generous doesn't always mean that you have to over tip when when the service isn't rendered. But being generous also means being generous with your time, being generous with your words, caring for other people, uh, donating to charities, volunteering time, all of that kind of thing. The fourth thing is that you're truthful. You're careful to not lie or to even exaggerate. You're You have integrity. So it's better to tell the truth, and if you make mistakes, so be it. Mistakes are part of life, but own up to things, you know, uh, buck up and tell the truth. The fifth is you are a forgiving person. You forgive small problems with others. You know, when somebody spells your name incorrectly or, you know, you have bad breath or they're five minutes late, you don't just yell at them and, and uh, get upset. You, you let them off the hook. And when you have large problems... You have to figure out a way to make them work and to make them go away. But at the same time, it's better always to forgive. And remember, for those who forgive, they're the ones that usually live longer and feel better. You don't want to hold grudges. 
Sixth is you don't uh, be afraid to offer constructive ideas that will help others, but only when asked. You also offer information when not asked, but to save someone from embarrassment. You know, like, let's give an example. You see somebody that has their zipper down or there's spinach in their teeth or um, they have something on inside out. I mean, yesterday... I was running around doing errands, and I was wearing a poncho, and I don't think anybody could tell because it's a poncho I got in Peru, so it's kind of rugged anyway, but, you know, halfway through my day, I looked at myself, and I had the poncho on inside out, and nobody said anything. I don't know if anybody noticed, but I'm glad I wasn't going to some business meeting, so if you see somebody that has something, you know, just whisper it to them because that is really helping them save face. And then when it comes to uh, giving ideas and offering feedback, remember criticism and feedback are different. If someone asks for your opinion and asks for your help, then be generous uh, with it, with your opinions. But just criticizing someone is not being constructive. Number seven is you share the credit for successful outcomes and you take the blame for unsuccessful outcomes. And what does that mean is, you know, no person is an island and we don't get there alone. So when things go right, make sure that you compliment your fellow uh, workers and the other people who have helped you get to where you want to be. It really does uh, make a difference and it's very important And then if something goes wrong on your team and you are the leader, remember that the buck stops with you. So don't point fingers. If it was something that you can definitely talk to with another person, then you can go ahead and talk to that person uh, privately, but not, not making them embarrassed in any way. That's not the sign of being classy. Being classy is always taking the high road wherever that will lead. Eighth is when you solve problems, you search for the causes, not for the people to blame. So that's kind of sharing the same thing that I'm talking about in number seven is you don't get into that blame game. You know, reframe things, search for solutions, but don't search to blame other people. Nine is you praise people behind their backs as well as to their faces. And you don't ever call anybody a loser. Even when you get mad, you know, that is just not okay. And sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will break my heart. And just remember that. People will always remember those things. And people remember how you treat them. So treat people with respect and treat people with care. And you will find that the same bounces right back to you. The tenth is you automatically assume others mean well until and unless you see evidence that proves you wrong. And that's sort of like, you know, innocent until proven guilty. In other words, think the best of everyone. What Be The Star You Are means is we want people to come up to our expectations. So if when you think the best of people, very often they they will live up to that. So you see greatness in people, you let people know that they are great, and they're going to they're going to strive to be there. And then they'll be the stars they are. Eleven is you do not share secrets or violate confidences that you agree to keep. I will go to my grave with confidences that people have entrusted to me. It's not okay to gossip ever, ever. And if people say this is in confidence, it's in confidence. And that means that nobody 
including spouses, best friends, sisters, brothers, parents, are to learn about it. Unless it's something that is going to, is very destructive, could harm somebody um, in some way, and then it is becomes something like a police action. You know, that's a different kind of secret. And 12, you always take the high road. You never let others who have no class bring you down to their level. So no matter what, you step up. And then there are some Murphy's Laws which state anything that can go wrong will go wrong. And this has been, you know, expanded as years go by. So I just will quickly give you a couple of Murphy's Laws. If there's a possibility of several things going wrong, the one that's going to cause the most damage will be the one that goes wrong. If everything seems to be going well, you have obviously overlooked something. Everything takes longer than you think. A falling object will always land where it can do the most damage. The greater the value of the rug, the greater the probability that something's going to happen to it. After you buy a replacement for something you've lost, you're gonna, you won't be able to find the original. And anytime you put an item in a safe place, you probably will never see it again. And behind every little problem, there's a larger problem waiting for the little problem to get out of the way. And you will always find something in the last place you look. And everything, this is one that I think we all find, no matter what line you get in, it's the other line that's going to move faster. So let's hope that you have class. Always take the high road and do remember that Murphy's Law happens to all of us, and that's still more reason to take the high road. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We're coming to you live on the Empowerment Channel of Voice America. You can go to voiceamerica.com to listen to all the shows. I'll be back in a bit, and we're going to go into the garden. We're going to get some mud on us. All right. Stay with me. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. There's an 80-20 rule in business that says 20% of your customers provide 80% of your business. Well, what happens if one of your big clients defects to the other side? The first step is to find out why they left. Ask for a meeting and listen to what they say. Take lots of notes and don't be defensive. Then ask them what you would need to do in order to keep their business. If it seems doable, act on it immediately and reclaim them as a client. If their request is outrageous, thank them for their time. Tell them you'll get back to them with a counteroffer. If you're still unhappy, Thank them once again and let them know the door is always open. Who knows? Maybe they'll find out for themselves that the grass is not always greener and they'll come back on their own accord. Just make sure you make them feel very welcome. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business Bite from Star Style. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit bethestarur.org to make a tax deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. Be the star you are.org. Be the lucky star you Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. 
energy and jumpstart your dreams with positive, life-changing interviews and star-studded conversations on our award-winning program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, hosted by the passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Find all you need in a life It is nature that causes all movement. That is from Vida Vasa, and that's from the Bhagavad Gita. I have a hard time saying that. The Bhagavad Gita. Anyway, I think that's a wonderful quote because it really is all about nature. So we're in the middle of winter. We have storms across uh, America. In California, we have creeks are rushing, the hillsides are saturated, lawns are green, and rain is in the forecast for the rest of the month. We are all singing and happy because we've been in a drought for four years. Our H2O dances and our prayers have resulted in an El Nino winter, and that is definitely to our delight. People with swimming pools are finding themselves draining the overflows, and only if we had... um, we had a reservoir each on our property. We could save all this extra water. You know, for I think the last four years, I've had buckets in my shower collecting every drop which went into my potted plants. I would dump dishwashing water uh, outside in containers. I don't have to do that anymore because everything is so saturated. There's actually no place to put the water. Obviously, we're not wasting water because, you you know, we don't want to waste water, but there's no need to collect every droplet as there was this past autumn or these past four years. We don't have any place to toss the excess. So, We have to be diligent about um, our container plants that might be outside that are in this rain because we don't want them to drown. So what a difference a month makes. Right now, the hillsides and people's gardens, you'll see Narcissus and Virginia and daffodils. They're already spreading their sweet joy in our slumbering gardens. The cold of the winter is going to help trigger flower formation in peonies, especially for those in the, in the East Coast or the Midwest where there's a lot of snow right now. Or if you're lucky enough to live in snow country, peonies benefit from a thick blanket of snow. Camellias are blooming. Rhododendrons are budding. Loquat and pear trees have already boasted their blossoms. Begonias, pansies, cyclamen are adding color and texture to flower beds. Nature is really on the move, and all of us are the beneficiaries. So that is really quite exciting. Now, what is there? What can you do at this time of year in the garden? What should you be looking for? Well, first of all, if you are in the West Coast or in the warmer regions, it's time to start picking your navel oranges. They are ripening. Now, how you know when an orange is ripe, and this goes for anybody who has citrus, whether it's lemons or limes or grapefruit or tangerine, you twist the citrus fruit just a bit. And when it comes off the limb easily, it's ready to eat. If the, you know, the orange or other citrus resists, let it stay on the tree a bit longer. It's time to protect your lettuce from aphids. And you can do this naturally if you plant alyssum as a border because uh, aphids don't like alyssum. This is also the time uh, for pansies. 
pansies, cyclamen, and violets. They are kind of a winter pick-me-up, and they also will attract butterflies. Now, the wonderful thing about violets and pansies and Johnny jump-ups is they're edible. So you can take the flowers, and you can adorn your salads and your desserts, or just eat them, just, you know, actually in a salad. I think that is, that's really great. I also just learned, because I, I, I didn't know it before, but I was reading uh, a food um, section of the newspaper, and they were talking about an azalea salad, and azaleas are also blooming now. So the blossoms of azaleas are edible, and they are really good to add to salad. So I've already tried that. So that's something else you can add to your list. Now, um, you, it's time to fertilize tree, uh, trees, especially you know, some granular organic fertilizer around fruit trees because the rainy weather is going to aid with the absorption of the grains. So you can go ahead and do that. Remember that there's still a lot of frost and probably freezing nights to come no matter where you are. So you need to protect your frost tender plants from the cold, especially anything that's in a container. Here in California, we probably have at least 45 days more possible freezes. Now, the best things to use are frost blankets, canvas, tarps, or cloth sheets. They'll all do the trick. Don't use plastic um, because plastic actually holds in the cold and it can actually make the freeze uh, stronger. And some things that definitely need uh, more diligence will be those citrus trees. That's, a, that's very important. Also, when there's so much water, you may have to dig a ditch to divert water from your rain gutters um, to your garden or away from the house. So it's best to line a swale with pebbles, gravels, or rocks. And this will help filter the runoff. It'll also protect against flooding. And then in the summertime, these swales look great as dry creeks. So you kind of are getting two bangs for your buck. Harvesting, what's it to harvest now are cabbage, chard, lettuce, arugula, and all your other greens. I just snip the tops off greens, and then you encourage more growth. Don't go out there and just pull because then you're pulling the roots out, and it's not going to get any more. You won't grow anything more. So if you just take some snippers, that's really the way to do it. Also on these rainy, chilly nights or snowy nights, this is a great time to start perusing your seed catalogs. I like to curl up on the couch, light a fire, have a cup of tea or a glass of wine, and start reading these. It gives you a lot of great ideas for new uh, plants, seeds that you want to do, and you're going to learn a lot about the growing season and, you know, all the kind of new techniques that might be out there. So there's a lot of different garden catalogs that are available, and uh, they are really fun, and they most of them have really great pictures. So I know for a lot of people like other kinds of magazines, but I tend to like these gardening magazines. So plan on planting a patch of wildflowers at the end of the snow season or rain season. Wildflowers are really easy to grow. They're very rewarding, and they come back year after year. There are three kinds of wildflowers. There's annuals, perennials, and biennials. But even the annuals, the interesting thing about them is they set seeds, and As spring approaches, I'll talk more about wildflowers and what to do because they really are fun. Now, if you haven't already pruned your roses, vines, and berry bushes, you still have time through mid-February. And I also should mention, in case you're wondering uh, about all these garden tips, you know, I am the garden columnist for the La Mirinda Weekly. I write Digging Deep, Gardening with Cynthia, and I have a gardening guide every month. So uh, you can check that out. I do keep the articles at Cynthia Bryan 
com and just click on the garden part. And I usually do print them in my blogs as well. So you can uh, just look up Cynthia Bryan and you'll find uh, any of these things. It's time now to design your dream garden that you want for spring or summer while the weather is wet. And that's in preparation for April and May planting. If you design now and get it down on paper and start uh, going through these catalogs, you're going to be prepared when the, you know, the soil is actually warm enough to plant whether you're going to sow seeds or actually plant um, seedlings. So you definitely want to, you know, you want to get a head start on that. So um, do that, you know, do that very soon. Um, You want to play in the mud, as I was just uh, talking about in the other segment, because of these microbes that are in the mud, they really are good for us. We have become a society of we've, you know, we might be actually, cleaning too much in other words sometimes if these antibiotic medications they wipe out the good bugs that are in your system and that's why we're always told to uh, to have some probiotics you know to eat yogurt and to to have eat like things like kimchi things that are are pickled and all of that so um, sometimes we're going to have to use a milder soap too hygienic can kill off your uh, beneficial uh, bugs and so um, what happens with the antimicrobial soaps is they indiscriminately wipe out a broad spectrum of bacteria, which could leave you open to skin irritations and weaken your immunity. So just opt for some mild cleansers, and they're less damaging to your skin's uh, microflora, but they're just as effective at keeping away the colds and flus at bay as those really heavy-duty antibacterial versions. So, you know, just be careful with all of that. Um, shower your beloved with red roses and baby breath for Valentine's. Valentine's Day is around the corner, and it's time to start thinking about what you're going to do. I mean, if you have something pretty in your garden, you certainly can do a bouquet. But otherwise, you want to get down to the florist and put your order in because this is the their busiest time of year. And they tend to run out of the flowers. I know chocolate's another good thing, and chocolate's good for us. So you want to go ahead and take care of that. Don't forget to hibernate. Our gardens are sleeping, and so should we. So take time for yourself this February. Rest, relax, rejuvenate, and replenish yourself. You want to move with Mother Nature, and Mother Nature is slumbering right now. So you want to just, you know, take a little bit of time for yourself. Now, in thinking about plants that you're going to plant, consider these four selections for four different areas of your yard if you're looking for some ideas on what to plant. For shady areas, think about hosta and foxglove, ajuga, hydrangea. To attract butterflies and hummingbirds, think about coreopsis, hibiscus, creeping flocks, uh, and agastache. Some plants that the deers don't usually eat, but remember, deer eat everything. Uh, Bleeding heart, lavender, iris, and naked ladies. That's a belladonna. And plants for sunny areas, daylily, sage, roses, and echinacea. And whatever, I send you love, blessings, and virtual rose bouquets for a warm and romantic Valentine's celebration. So get in the mood. You have a whole week to think about it. So thank you so much for joining Heather and I today on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We love being your coaches here. We know you can change your life and make your dreams come true. For more information about Star Style Productions, 
or anything about me, go to CynthiaBryan.com. For information about Be The Star You Are charity, and we encourage you to make a donation, visit our new website at BeTheStarYouAre.org. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. want you to see beyond your physical being and know that you are already a star. So imagine your dreams as if they already exist, speak as if they already exist, and act as if they already exist. And guess what? They will exist. So until next week when we celebrate once again, remember, love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles keep us happy. Be classy and be happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. I wish you a wonderful week of dreaming, creating, inspiring, and making a difference. And I look forward to being with you next Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, live right here on Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. Until next week, make it a great one. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. Be the star you are. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program. Star Style, be the star you are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.